Hey, what's up everyone? Yes, we are back again on another episode of Boots and Engines with me, Julian De Silva. And yes, as I mentioned before, the Premier League is back. But of course, I am extremely excited to be talking about this episode as it involves my favourite club, Manchester United. And yep, Premier League returns, but is it all good for everyone? Turns out not, you know, everything didn't turn out well for everyone. As we saw with Arsenal, you know, with their injuries and with Sheffield United with the disallowed goals. So definitely something to ponder on and think about for the future games coming, you know. And yeah, so we won't be only talking about the Tottenham and uh, United game, but we'll be talking about the Merseyside derby, the 202nd Merseyside derby played on Monday morning. But yes, going to the Tottenham and United game, well, I expected more from the game, to be honest, yes. Um, I really thought United could pull it off, you know, we had several chances to pull it away with Anthony Marshall having a chance, Bruno Fernandes having a chance, you know, we, we did create, we create, so this is the problem with our club, this is the problem, problem with United, you know. We do not take the chances we get and we flung them at times. So, this is what's annoying because, let's face it, face it, um, in terms of defending as well, we could have, I mean, Steven Burwine, he scored a wonderful goal, that was a great goal and, you know, um, David Luiz obviously failed to save it. And it, you know, it was unfortunate. I really thought he could save it as well, but you know, I guess the shot. I mean, we 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 wouldn't know how powerful the shot would have been, but or you know whether he had a good angle of the ball. So that was unfortunate, and we were lucky. We were so lucky to get a penalty um, for who are none other than Bruno Fernandes to score. So that was great. You know, it was a great result, but not the best. You know, it could have been better, honestly. Yeah, so it wasn't great. It wasn't great, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I was just really upset that... Yeah, United didn't take the chances. And we we, we really... We, we did improve. I definitely see saw some improvement, especially with playing down the middle. Bruno Fernandes has really added a great aspect and chemistry to the club with his passing and his movement and definitely his direction of the ball because... He, he really carries the team in a way like because we look at the posture of how he plays how he moves the ball from one side to another and we obviously observed the other United players how they were playing as well but you know they kept on playing at the back and they weren't pushing forward as much or we don't see United players actually pressing as hard and pushing and you know making those runs you know those important runs which I thought, well, you know, it was necessary. That's what you need to do, making the run fast play and all that. But, you know, United's tempo and pace have slowed down a little over the years. So that's what was really upsetting. And, you know, it, it continues to happen, which is why it's frustrating in a way. And, um, yeah, Fernandez really... I, I really have no words for him. Bruno Fernandez has really been a great addition to the team. I really think he has been the best signing we've made in a while that's you know performing I mean let's face it he's got three goals in six games already so that's a pretty good start I mean 
not everyone, people achieve more, but you see, the quality matters, and he's provided a number of assists as well, and he's really, I mean, he did actually, he's actually really changing the squad, I mean, looking at how they play, and moving the ball around, so that's, that's, that's one good thing I'm happy about, you know, that's one thing I'm looking forward to see happening more often in the squad, and, you know, um, looking at Tottenham, Let's talk about Tottenham. Tottenham, um, no doubt, I I did see them as a challenge as well. I do see them as a challenge. They were threatening. They do have pretty fast players. That's not, you know, that's not denied that they've got Hamin Sun, they've got Aurea, and, you know, they've got really strong players. And, you know, they've got Lamela or Lamela as well. So they did pose a bit of a threat here and there. And, Honestly, Arsenal, I mean, <laughs> Arsenal, sorry, Tottenham could have scored a few more goals, I believe, you know, but if, if it wasn't for David De Gea and his, um, his, uh, his quick reflexes, you know, we could have, we could have lost the game, I mean, seeing in the first half, the header that was saved by, Sun's son, header that was saved, that was a pretty decisive save, I mean, it was not an easy reach, but, you know, but apparently to Roy Keane, that, could have been a save. Well, Raikin, on the other hand, wasn't really too pleased with uh, David Aya and accused him of being an overrated goalkeeper. Now, you see, he accused, he, he claimed, you see, um, on, Sky, on Sky Sports, um, it was um, David, David, it was Patrice Evra and Raikin that was, you know, on the commentary box and, you know, I'm sorry, on the live, and you know, everyone was saying it was a decent, it was a good save, you know, and Raikin kept on denying, saying no, he could have just caught the ball, you know, it was, he could have done that, you know, but he chose to like push it up, and and the fact that he said that, um, he, he, I mean, he did, let us be fair, David De Gea has lost his touch a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit, but Roy Keane's accusation and his, you know, the way he describes and puts down David here. I mean, I, I, I'm not all for it. You know, I don't, I really don't agree with what he's saying. Like, it, he's, he's just. I mean, that, that he, he, some of his facts are wrong. I mean, some of his facts are correct. Like, he does make um, fast statements, but let's not get into um, conclu- You know, a conclusion that David here has fallen out. He has not fallen out. It's just that. At times he's a bit off, and he picks him up back again. So, I mean, let's not let's not deny the fact that the ball shot by Stephen Burwine would have been a hard ball. We do not know, and therefore, you know, it it flicked off his hands and went in. You know, as we, I mean, you know, uh, Stephen Burwine wasn't shooting because if if you're a football, you would know if you shoot the sh- if you shoot a ball with the top of your boot compared to um, your inside foot is definitely going to be a harder shot and it's more powerful in a way if you shoot it with your, your th- in the front of your foot it's definitely going to be and that's what Steven Burwine did so that would have been a powerful shot if Steven Burwine had shot with his inside foot you know a, a curler or something that, that could have been saved or pushed away but you know at the speed and tempo and the sharpness of shooting with the top of your boot you know that's not a slow ball the ball is, can be pretty fast and strong so, 
it is not something easy to save. You know, we have to understand that. And Roy Keane should understand it as well. He's not a goalkeeper. So he has to understand from a goalkeeper's perspective that it's different, you know. He may not understand the fact that the goalkeeper has a lot of things to do and he has to keep his eye on the ball every single minute. And, you know, every movement of players and the ball. So it's not easy being a goalkeeper. Let's, let's face it, you know, it's not easy being David here. And he has put in a lot of effort to be one of the best goalkeepers, but not to Roy Keane, obviously. So, yeah, it's I I kind of disagree with Roy Keane's comments there, though some of it may sound, but to a certain extent, not as a whole, you know. Yeah, so going back to how United were playing, I I mean, honestly for me, we still need to work on our defence, that's without a doubt. Let's face it, Harry Maguire, Harry Maguire, ah, shit. Harry Maguire wasn't at his best, let's face it. He hasn't been at his best in a very, very long time. And I'm pretty disappointed with him. He honestly kind of flunked in the game against uh, Tottenham. That's not... I mean, I, I'm not going to deny that. And I believe some of you won't deny that as well. Because he... He's an alert. He doesn't close the players down at the right moment. How do you think Steven Burwine scored? You know, they could have won the game if not for... You know, uh, Harry Maguire, you see, he, he let Steven Burwine run past him like no one's business. He literally just swept past Harry Maguire, as we see in the replay, so easily. And Harry Maguire, with him, with his, with his uh, composed huge body, he could have just bodied him or created some sort of aggression and force, you know, but he chose not to do so. So that was a bit, you know, surprising and that paid a really um, crucial um, moment to the game. You know, if if he did do something about it, it could have been a whole game changer. So that was what I was pretty upset with, you know. And I believe that, you know, United still need to work on their defence as so, and so does, you know, Harry Maguire because he's not performing his best as far as I know. I believe that he still got a lot of work on. He he loses focus fast. That's, that's, a, main, that's a main thing I would say as an observation, especially during the Tottenham game, like I said, if you fail to close on a play, you're going to lose the play instantly and the player is going to create chances or even score a goal, which is the last thing you want as a defender because you're going to get more or less the ultimate blame for it, you know, because you're going to leave the player one-on-one on the keeper. The keeper can't do much but only try and save the ball. And if he's lucky, the ball deflects or the player shoots it wide. So... Yeah, that's that's why it's important. I believe that Harry Maguire needs to work on himself, definitely, without a doubt. I'm sure some of you would agree with me on this. And moving on from the defence, let's talk about our midfield. I think there's some positivity positivity we can add to this because our midfield is improving. And for the first time in over, well, since... December, yeah, since December, we got to see Paul Pogba back in the squad, you know, and for the first time ever, we also witnessed the Pogba, Pogba Fernandez partnership, oh my god, guys, that made so much of a difference, and that was the reason we scored a goal, that's how we scored a goal, I mean, alright, fine, Eric Dyer fouled Pogba, Pogba made a beautiful run at the side, and he tried to fend his way around Eric Dyer, but he clipped him and nudged and not knocked into him and he fell. Yes, but besides the point, let's look at how they play, their passing. 
it's beautiful i mean if if this is just the start and they performed something like this and created a goal together look at what more they can actually create in the upcoming games you know so it's it's going to be amazing and you know yes there has been rumors about um popa leaving and him not wanting to be in the club but you know if this thing continues to de- develop he's going to also enjoy it and he's you know there's going to be that great partnership and trust within the players and the club so things are going to work out better and seeing this is just a great start to the club you know looking at the future we might have at least one part of the field settled you know we might just have our our defense I'm sorry our midfield settled and you know we just need to look for a suitable striker and someone to fill in the top role so you know it 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 is I think we are getting on the right track united we are getting somewhere definitely you know if we work things around we stay composed stay focused know the main goal of the game and you know things would definitely work out for us yeah it, it was also interesting <laughs> playing against our former manager Jose Mourinho now that he's in Tottenham and you know he he's trying to do good again for the club you know after how Pochettino had built the club so so you know to a, a great level and you know then he went you know so that was pretty upsetting even as united fan I was pretty upset that uh Pochettino left because I really admired him as a manager he was really good and I thought he had a bright future ahead uh, as a Tottenham manager but unfortunately the few games that Tottenham played they didn't perform at their very best and he was shown the exit Mourinho comes in and he does this and you know, I mean let's face it uh, they haven't performed exceptionally well this year itself and they've been facing a lot of losses if I'm not mistaken it's five I think they've already had five losses just this season I'm uh, sorry this year uh but you know I'm having high hopes for Tottenham as well I mean they are eight yeah they are eight so they could catch up to United and you know not denying the fact United might not be able to make it to the Champions League as well depends it also depends on the court case for Man City's decision the appeal on um removing their two year Champions League ban so we'll have to keep a look out on that and whether uh United could actually hijack Chelsea's fourth place if it all goes well and not to add and to add to that they'll also have to keep it on Sheffield cuz Sheffield is right behind United so yeah three things to look out for and it's not going to get any easier for the club yeah but you know in all hopes i do hope that uh united r- really works out well for them as we are nearing the end of the season and you know it was definitely a good start to see the club playing in you know now moving on to the mercy side derby uh, i'm sure you're wondering why i didn't add them in the video yeah because that's just let's face it i didn't find anything interesting to put any interesting clips to put on the video from the everton liverpool game yeah i mean oh, oh yeah i mean it was a draw it's a nil nil draw so what more you know what much was there in the game right so <laughs> i mean all right besides that point we did see the 202nd league meeting between these great rivals which was first played under you know reduced circumstances you know in a suitably surreal occasion lacking the passion and noise that is integ- integral part of you know 
such fixtures like these a derby you know a big derby between the biggest rivals in english football now they did play out um a goalless draw which is unexpected for me i i honestly going into the game i did feel that liverpool were going to win the game like you know now they're flying high and i was like okay and the last last time out they did they did beat everton 5-2 so okay <laughs> Well, there's there's no slowing down there. They're probably gonna score a lot of goals this time around. But yeah, turns out not, and surprisingly not. You know, I mean, I was pretty surprised that Everton did create some pretty good chances, especially the one with Tom Davis. Oh my God, he could have scored a goal that was so close. It was a wonderful turn by Calvert Lewin, and then he shot, and Tom Davis on the rebound. Ah, oh, the post kept him away, but. It was different. It was a different. It was definitely a different derby, I would say. And um, I would say some of my Liverpool friends and fans were definitely disappointed with the game, despite um, both clubs, both teams having uh, surreal chances. And but it ended in a goal draw. So there's nothing. There's nothing much to ponder on, to be honest, because Liverpool need two games. Need to win two games. Um, in order to clinch the title, so which they were supposedly planning to do so at the Etihad Stadium, so that would be interesting to see. That is something I'm looking forward for. That that is real football right there. That is <laughs> that is the real shit, guys. Winning at the home of the current champions, you know, claiming the title. That's that's just amazing. So I would definitely be looking forward to seeing that if that were to happen, you know. But. On the other hand, I think it was a pretty decent game. Liverpool did dominate the game for most of the half, having the chances here and there. And surprisingly, starting their new Japanese, the newly signed Japanese forward, uh, Minamino, is his, his first Premier League start. So that was good to see him on board. And good to see Minamino start. And of course, um, Salah was. Um, recovering is from injury, and of course he was out. But I think it, it was definitely a good start for both clubs. Definitely after, definitely we've not seen uh, everything have been improving, but they've not been at the very best, I would say. So I guess this is a good push for them, in order for them to strive higher for the upcoming games. And you know, hopefully, Ancelotti, being a very experienced manager and coming back to the Premier League, he can actually make a difference. You know, because let's face it, we know Ancelotti has quite a historical past. He has taken Chelsea to you know great heights, and you know, he has managed the lights of Real Madrid, uh, PSG, and uh, Bayern Munich. So you know, Carlo Ancelotti is. Pretty experienced manager. Yeah, let's not let's not forget Napoli and AC Milan. So he, he is, you know, very well versed in this football. So I was pretty excited when, pretty excited when he you know joined Everton. So let's see what he can do. You know, he's still he's still new to the whole Everton thing again. And we've got another eight more games. Yeah, I think another eight more games to go. So it'll be really really interesting to see. What can Everton do in the coming weeks? And you know, um, Liverpool. Well, 
they're about to claim a title after 30 years well good for them i mean as much as i'm as much as you know i'm a united fan a big united fan we all hate liverpool and we obviously don't approve this title winning season for them of happening you know after 30 years but you know all said and done every club that puts in the effort and determination and commitment from every player definitely deserves a win definitely deserves a title and you know and and i and i'm not going to deny it. liverpool have really done that you know they've worked their way up they have one team that i've been seeing they're working their way up and they're getting what they deserve so good on them you know but it may not be the same next year so we don't know what it's going to be like for next season but you know you might as well take this opportunity and get it done you know they're going to win so good for them but yeah certainly not what i expected to see happening this year but it is what it is you perform well you win a title so yep congrats to them in advance in some way or other <laughs> but yep that's all i have for you guys today i uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and do if you haven't tuned in to the other two episodes do tune in as well it's it's pretty interesting and it was you know there's so much been happening in the just the first week of the premier league and definitely more to come in the coming weeks and playing under different circumstances of a closed stadium and less noisy environment so let's all look forward to the rest of the premier league and the rest of the matches upcoming matches for us so once again thank you guys for listening i hope you guys enjoyed this episode stay tuned on boots and engines for more episodes and well yes all the controversy coming your way once again i'm julian de silva signing out thank you and bye bye